Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. Check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back to the second episode of Paranormal New Normal today. I know you guys are getting treated good today. Come buy me some stuff. I don't know. But um, I am your host as always, Jeremy, here trying to make the world a little more normal. Does it ever happen on this show? Nah, sometimes. Sometimes. Not usually, though. We try. We try. And today, I don't think we're going to succeed in that at all. Like I just don't. But we'll see. Normal is relevant. That's what I like to say. But enough about me. As always, I have a guest to help me on this epic quest I take. And my guest today is Gazit Haya Nikozi, an author, an ET experiencer. And we're going to get more into both those in a little bit. But first things first, how are you doing tonight? I am excited for this. And I am dealing with a little bit of a sore throat. So my apologies uh, if my voice is a little creaky. As a smoker, I <laughs> I understand 100%, so no worries. <laughs> but, uh, so let me ask you the question I asked everybody in, in the beginning of this show. What got you into the paranormal spiritual world? Yeah, I think I was just born this way. Um, I actually was raised in super fundamentalist evangelical Christianity. So I had a right off the bat, like there was a conversation about God and angels and Satan and, you know, entities that we couldn't see. So I think that gave me a framework uh, within which to begin to explore. But I always felt like extremely connected to the ideas of um supernatural. I was really fascinated by miracles and uh, read a lot about like early Christian saints when I was really little. Um, I was into like, uh, you know, situations where God would suddenly provide people with things that they didn't have or make people invisible or heal people. I loved all of that. And when I was little, E.T. was really huge, and I just immediately connected with that. And then later when Contact came out, I was obsessed with that. So I was always a person who said, I believe in everything. <clears throat> and I um, was a real imaginative kid. And now I think I was probably time traveling, like for real, when I was thinking I was imagining. Um, but... Then I just, you know, spent a lot of time alone and and pretending that I was going all sorts of different places. So I was like always connected to it. Well, uh, and you know, it's funny. I hear that more than anything that mm-hmm. people are just born connected, which it's true. People are. I mean, there's a reason children are more susceptible to all this stuff than yeah. we are. Yeah. But 
It's just those who grow out of it and those who don't. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and which, I mean, growing up in homes like the one you grew up in, usually the story is they got out of it for a little while because they were pretty much forced to by parents. Because mm -hmm. as a great man once said, parents just don't understand. So, <laughs> so, all right. Well, the second question I ask everybody is, what experiences have you had in the supernatural, whether it be spirits, ghosts, aliens, cryptids, take your pick. Yeah. So, um, like I was saying, I'm pretty sure that early on I was doing time traveling um, as a little kid. I saw a fairy when I was little um, that I was like very clear on that it was, you know, not my imagination and I was not pretending. Um, I then um, it was that was, you know, elementary school. And then I would say there was a pretty significant break until about 30 years old. And um, I was still a believer in all of those things, but I didn't have any significant paranormal experiences. But then when I was 30, it was just like all of a sudden one day, I just describe it as like a geode, like cracked open. And I started seeing um, spirits and angels everywhere, like thousands of them. Um, and I was working with a therapist at the time who was like, like encouraging me in this um, and told me that she like had the same experiences and that she felt like she was supposed to teach me about it, which there was some boundaries that weren't like great between that therapist, but um, it did open me up to really uh, like being able to hear and see um, both people who have passed and um, like angelic type. There was a real differentiation between those two. Um, and when I started learning more about that, I um, decided like I really wanted to connect with ETs because I had always believed so firmly in them. Um, and so I started meditating specifically with the request that um, ETs would connect with me. And after that was when I had my first ET experience. Um, and then I've had like an ongoing relationship with it, this one ET since then. So many questions on that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to say it's fascinating because... I have a life coach who's a Reiki healer as well that's been doing some free sessions with me in return for advertisements, all that good stuff. So shout out to Jazzy. But um, she keeps telling me, if you meditate with the intent of finding your spirit guides, yeah. you'll find your spirit guides. And I, and now you just kind of confirmed that for me. So I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, crap. Now I got to have to go freaking find time to meditate. <laughs> but, yeah. Because uh, I, 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 you know... I don't, think, yeah, I don't think they require you to like, quote unquote, meditate in any certain way. I think if you begin to regularly, like even have a daily practice of before you go to sleep, like, I would like to meet you, or I would like to meet my spirit guides. Um, or they, you know, the spirits and the angels and the ETs, they all operate off of like strict permission. They do not um, show themselves unless they've been given permission and they do not interfere unless you've been they've been asked so if you want their help you really need to say I would like your help or if you want to see them you need to say like I would like you to show yourself to me see I have a feeling Travis Walton and Betty and Barney Hill might disagree with that theory but um it makes it I've, I've heard that I've heard people say that before too though that they that aim of ETs to contact you, they'll request permission to before they go any further. Like, yeah, I don't know what those folks would say that you just mentioned, but um, well, well, you say, well, you, you're saying you like um, 90s alien movies, basically. He's 90s, uh, movie, uh, what the hell called? oh, Fire in the Sky. That's the movie about Travis Walton. I don't, know, I don't know that. I'll look it up. I, I mean, I, I, I 
shamefully have yet yet to see it either myself. I watch a lot of movies for podcasting, so I uh-huh. don't have time to watch movies I want to watch half the time. But yeah, but yeah, Fire in the Sky is about Travis Walton and Betty and Barney Hill were the first ever alien abduction like big case in America, really. And yeah. they all they pretty much were all taken against their will. Like they yeah. See, I think that's like a really separate. Maybe what I'm saying is like if you want to work with the guides that are like have your best interests in mind they won't interfere unless you give them permission but i don't know about this whole other world of like you know being taken against your will and maybe beings who have malicious intent i don't have any experience with that uh well i thankfully not but uh because i mean there's a well there's a there's a thing called anal probing for a reason in science fiction culture and it had to come from somewhere people just didn't make up a story of Oh, these great things stuck into my butt. No, I mean, yeah, it, it had yeah. to come from somewhere. Like, it's just, I, I mean, but then again, it's been hypothesized multiple times that there are good and there are bad extraterrestrials and yeah. depending on the race and, or not even the race, maybe. I mean, look at humans. There's good and bad I was just going to say it makes perfect sense. I mean, there's no, like, I, I believe there's always like a balance in the universe of everything. So I don't. I don't know why we would think that ETs don't have similar things that we have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they would have same societal norms to some degree, I'm sure. But I mean, just God, it actually makes me think of Secret Invasion since I've, I've been watching that since it came on Disney Plus a couple weeks ago. And it's kind of like yeah. that whole it's like it's, it's that whole idea of an alien race on Earth, and some some of them want to help humans, some of them want to get rid of humans so they can Earth themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's the same idea. Just maybe think of that. And it's current. So I, I like to bring up some things that are current in pop culture if I can. Yeah, yeah. So the extraterrestrial that you you still communicate with it, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's funny because I actually got a tattoo, like, in their honor. And then um, I haven't heard from them since then. So that's a little confusing. But I'm just trying to be chill with it, whatever they want, I trust them yeah i mean i, I could see that i could see that as being like you're letting people know we're, we're there like stop yeah it. yeah maybe a little bit too um open oh, it's also around the same time that i started talking to people about them um and interestingly this is the um tattoo it's like uh two octopus um on my elbow because they have uh the the body form when they're like on their planet is more like an octopus. And I like have a version of myself that's also on their planet. That's more like an octopus. Um, So this is like a symbol of our connection there, but I have had pain in this elbow since I got it um, too, which is really weird. (laughs) Synchronicities. I'm telling you synchronicities, but yeah, which I mean, that I, yeah. Octopus. They look like octopuses, though. That's see yeah. that to me is that, that's trippy as hell because people have hypothesized that octopuses are an alien race for, right. for a long time. Like right, yeah, just, which I didn't realize until I looked it up because when they came um, to my room, they had a just like more of a normal like gray form, and they told me later that they came as that because they didn't want to freak me out, and they knew that was like an association that I had that would make sense. Yeah, I mean. It, it makes sense. It really does. It just, it makes sense. And I, I can get behind octopus or octopi being extraterrestrials because yeah. they are intelligent creatures. And I can't, I mean, it just doesn't make sense that they would be what they are on earth. Like why would they be yeah. these creatures that live in the bottom of the ocean, just eating stuff off the bottom? Like you think yeah. they'd have more of a purpose on earth if they were meant to be intelligent creatures on earth. But yeah, and scientists can't explain like the majority of things that octopus can do. So it makes sense. And the planet that like there we're from is like a completely water planet. Um and there's like a lot of like whale type and like dolphin slash porpoise type um species there too, which I've always thought that um whales and dolphins are like definitely extraterrestrials too yeah oh, it makes me think of um Hitchhiker, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy when all the dolphins leave in the beginning and they oh. sing the whole they sing the whole goodbye and thanks for all the fish song 
Oh, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> oh my god, that, that's that's a sci-fi classic. Like, <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's that's the first scene in the book and the movie is the dolphins all going to space. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it makes me think of that. Um, I think it was Star Trek when Spock or like goes and swims with the dolphin. I mean, with the whale. Do you remember yeah. that? And like talks I, with the whale. I haven't, I have, I haven't seen like the whole thing, but I've seen clips of it, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So. I mean, beautiful. it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, it is, and I don't know. Water creatures are one of the weirdest things out there yeah. on this earth, and that's exactly, Dave. I like that. What, what about the shooting ink thing that octopuses do? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a defense mechanism, but why ink? Like, why do they just happen to have ink in them? And yeah. I mean, all that led to them. All that led to is them getting killed for people to write stuff. But <laughs> I mean, and what was that cool movie where the creatures that um, ET creatures actually used ink to communicate, and they had like octopus tentacles for their hands? What was that movie called? Okay, nice, nice, nice stuff. Me in a movie. It was so good. Um, <laughs> let me see if um, I can Google was it, it. Was that not what he signed? Um, I. Yeah, I'm not sure, honestly, but um, I mean, a lot of sea creatures could be extraterrestrial. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, we have we have we have sea monsters, and I they can't. I honestly don't believe they were always on Earth. I believe they were. A couple of them came here and ended up staying here, and just had a big old family over time, and now they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, uh, the movie was called Arrival. I super recommend. Oh, it. It oh. I have I seen that? I honestly don't remember. I think I have, but I can't. I honestly, yeah, the book of it is really good too. Mm. See, I mean, uh, I don't. So, do do they give you a name for the race by chance? No, um, and I've tried to figure that out, or like a name for the planet, and everything I've googled about like octopus, extraterrestrial species is like, oh, octopus are extraterrestrials, not like. There are there's a species that is like octopus, so I don't know. But um, my like contact, um, when I asked their name, they said it's an algorithm. So it doesn't. It's not a word. It's just an algorithm. Oh, or yeah, it's or, yeah. I mean, or it's just simply something humans can't understand. Probably if they're that yeah. more advanced, then I mean. And my name there is the sound that a wave makes, which I love. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And and Dave, yeah, I agree. Narwhals probably are extraterrestrial because they're they're too so damn cute. Cool. They're so they're too cute and too cool to be from Earth. I swear, but <coughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, honestly, I can believe that the only that all the mammals and cephalopods in the ocean are not from earth i could believe yeah. that i mean the fish definitely i think are from earth and i mean sharks are definitely from earth because they've been here for freaking ever but i mean and megalodons are still alive so you know it goes on and on but but i don't know it's weird i mean and so how did this when the contact first started it was because you reached out right yeah yeah i was meditating for i think a couple of weeks before they came um, and that night they just came and it was very brief. And like I said, they looked like a very small gray, like really friendly, really just like sweet, non-threatening. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited. And I was like, you came, I'm thrilled. They were like right here where I'm sitting right now. And, um, and I was like, I want to go like with you to your ship or something. And they were like, no. And they just left. Um, <laughs> And then for like weeks, maybe even months, I was like, I want to see you again. Like, please come back. And then just one day randomly, they showed up and they were like, so now I'm just going to be here all of the time. Like whenever you want anything, just tell me and I'll be here to support you. And so I could feel them like with me all of the time for a big stretch of time. Like sometimes I could feel them like sort of like put like an arm around my shoulder or like um, 
just that they were like standing next to me and it just felt super supportive and encouraging. <clears throat> that's, I mean, that's awesome. That's amazing. I, yeah. I think, I think a lot of us would love to have that type of support from more yeah. advanced creatures who probably can teach us things that we don't know or, yeah. how, to deal with, or how to deal with issues in a more intelligent way than humans typically do. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It was so great. I loved it. And then I started to have this feeling like they were giving me so much that maybe they wanted me to like do something or had a purpose um, other than just like making me feel good, you know? And so I sought out, like I watched like every YouTube and like read every article and tried to find like other people who talked to their ET and like found out what, they wanted or whatever and I found this person who does like hypnotherapy uh to talk to like with specifically people who have had ET experiences um and so I met with her and we did the hypnosis and it was awesome it was just like so fascinating see I've I've had hypnotherapists on the show a couple of them actually or a few of them actually I think uh -huh. but I never had it done. I've always, I wanted to have it done. And then also part of me is afraid of what will come out during it. Like, yeah. it's just like, you know, even I don't know what's deep inside me for God's sake. Yeah. I'm not that, I'm not that deep a person. Like I. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm sure you have had contact if you're doing this podcast, um, at least in another like timeline, because it's one life, of those. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I'm sure you're here for a reason and that there's a knowing in you that results in your curiosity. <laughs> I mean, I've always believed, same as you, since I was in elementary school. I mean, I, yeah. I was always drawn to that one book on Bigfoot. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I yep. always was. And then once all that stuff, once they start putting all the shows on TV, like Monster Quest and Monsters and Mysteries in America, like, I loved it like i was yeah. all over those shows and yeah. i used to just binge them and watch them over and over again and i i mean yeah. x-files scared the crap out of me as a kid but when i got older i loved that too and i mean yeah just... yeah you know what i was thinking about last night was do you remember that unsolved mysteries one i loved that too yeah i, I watched the reboot of it reboot of it that netflix did it's it's good, but it's just not paranormal enough for me. It's too many yeah. serial killers and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that I don't want to know about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I find that stuff interesting. Don't get me wrong. I do. Cause I mean, being in the paranormal means you're into cults and serial killers to some degree, if you're bringing mm. a show about it, but I mean, mm. and they do, I mean, cults fascinate me. They do, but um, yeah, especially the ones that have to do with extraterrestrials. Like those ones. Yeah. Like, oh, I forget their name. Uh, they made fun of them in the movie road trip. Oh, not road trip. Um, Dude wears my car. They made fun of the dude wears my car. Like they're the ones who wore like bubble wrap all around their body. And I don't they know. Up, they ended up all committing mass suicide because mm. they, they said the mothership was coming. So sad. Yeah, it's, I'm sure you have like a parallel life somewhere or a past life. And I was I was actually supposed to have a past life reading done months and months ago, and I keep I say this on every show that we it comes up on. I keep forgetting to contact the previous guest who was going to do it for me and i yeah you should I, totally I, do it i want to i mean but the hard part is getting four hours uninterrupted so she can do it like oh, it's just yeah. like but i mean i i can work it out but it's just i don't know i it interests me because i want to find out who i was in the past life like yeah it's so validating like when i had it done i was like oh my whole life makes perfect sense now <laughs> Yeah, so, it's super interesting. And the hypnosis, like, I would encourage you to do it because you are still aware. Like, you're not totally unconscious. So, like, if at any time you were like, this doesn't feel good, you would be able to say, like, I don't want to do this. You're you're able to pay attention to everything that's happening. Oh, okay. I, I mean, every, <coughs> every hypnosis I've ever seen has been, like, on a stage or... Actually, now the ones on stage, if people are still conscious, they just yeah. do what they're they just do what they're told, whether yeah. no matter what stu no matter what stupidness is. But yeah, the thing that I thought was wild because I it I the person like tape recorded it and played it like sent it to me afterwards, 
And just the way that I was talking and the vocabulary that I was using is stuff that like I would never say. And I was talking as myself on this other planet. So it was like that part was really validating because the way I talked was just like so clear, so confident, so concise. Like I was answering all her questions. Like she would be like, oh, well, what about this? And like, what, what is your ET's name? And I was like, oh, it's an algorithm. Like, it's not a word. Like I would never, I would never think of having someone be named an algorithm, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like those, those are the things that are buried that we don't consciously think about, but we know them. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. And she was like, did you like travel in a spaceship here? And I was like, no, we don't need that. And we just like show you all UFOs so that you like can like understand that we're coming from somewhere else but like we just like teleport and we don't need ships at all and like all this stuff it was really amazing but do you think that's true of all extraterrestrial races or do only certain ones have teleportation abilities i mean from stuff that i've read about um who's that guy like Dr. Greer or something like that. What's his name? Um, He's he's a government guy who is trying to expose like the government's knowledge around ETs. Um, And he says that a lot of those UFOs are like (coughs) fakes (coughs) that the government uses to like try to keep people distracted. Stephen Um, Greer. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Dr. Greer. Yeah. So that was kind of the vibe I got from what um, my like ET self was saying during this hypnosis. But I think it's totally possible that there's like <clears throat> a variety of species at doing different things. And there were there were questions that she asked that I was just like, oh, there's no way I could explain that to you. And when I asked, like, is there something that you want me to do? They were like, it has to do with wave technology. And like, (laughs) you wouldn't understand it. And I was like, well, can you please try and explain it to me? And they were like, no, it's not worth it. Like, you'll know when you know. And (laughs) bizarrely, I'm now doing this, like, um, nervous system regulation, like, training uh, that has to do with sound frequencies which are waves yeah of course and actually a good question here why haven't they made contact with us yet as like a whole they have but i i think what dave's asking is why haven't they done to a point where like all humans know they exist without doubting um because the government has controlled it Okay, that I can believe. (laughs) That I I can believe in a second. That's where I was going to go with it in a minute, too. But I mean... Yeah, I mean, the thing that just came out, right? The guy who's the whistleblower for the government who's talking about non-human beings. And he got the, like, deal with Congress to be able to be protected. Uh, David something. Uh, Did you hear about that? Uh, I think... I mean, I'm not big on news by any means, but I... I think I heard about that through the grapevine of the paranormal community, but yeah, let me look it up real quick. That just happened. Um, David Grush. Um, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. UFO whistleblower. So he is saying like he's been working for the government and they've been actively like basically shutting up or killing off people who are attempting to expose this information that you, that ETs have been with us since definitely the 20s and that it's all like super documented and that there's bodies and spaceships all in the possession of specifically the US government and like other governments are working together with them so I think that's the answer to that question oh it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely I mean whatever you believe in whether it be the Illuminati the NWO or even the mm-hmm. Freemasons like there's some global organization that's stopping it. And then I don't know why it makes me, it gives me a very X-Files like feeling of like why they're hiding it. Well, if you believe in that stuff about the Anunnaki who were the like race of aliens who uh, basically like created us on earth to mine gold. Have you heard about that? 
Yeah, I've heard I've heard that theory. A lot of previous if, guests who write books about Atlantis like to bring that up. Yeah, if you if you believe in that, then the um, Anunnaki are like in contract with specific like Earth hybrids who are uh, supporting and facilitating their like rule of our planet and. So that would be like the Illuminati or the Freemasons, you know, there's probably like different factions who have like different roles, just like we have different governments who yeah. all operate globally together. But <clears throat> I think there are, you know, there are species that have like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, certain like they have things to gain from us, but then there's other species that have things that they want to give to us and support us with. So like a lot of the um, nuclear weapon stuff, how there's been like, when they have fired them in the past, there's evidence that like all of them were just like disconnected right after being fired. And folks think that there were ETs who were just like protecting us from blowing ourselves up and also protecting us from impacting like intergalactic stuff by use of nuclear weapons. So I think it's like a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, it's always been in my theory that there has to be an intergalactic council of some kind. I mean, it's that on every- That came up in my hypnosis. <laughs> I mean, there has to be, because, I mean, in every science fiction show ever, there's a intergalactic council. and Well, and I had never heard that phrase until my hypnosis. And she said, like, oh, how did you decide to come here? And I was like, well, when I went to the intergalactic council <laughs> and, and I had, like, the perfect uh, picture of, like, these one beings who had, like, very pointy heads. Um, or like a pointy, like Pope type looking hat. And she was like, afterwards, she was like, yeah. So you mentioned intergalactic council, like literally every single person mentions that. And they always have the like people who are in charge have these like pointy heads or hats. <laughs> so that was wild. It, I mean, oh, I've there's a, there's a name for that race. I can't think of them. But um, <coughs> and Dave, since I brought up Secret Evasion, uh, from Marvel, do, do we believe that there are humans out there that are disguised as humans like us? You mean ETs that are disguised as humans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you had a little typo there, Dave. I didn't even catch it when I read it. But yeah, there, there are yeah. aliens out there that are disguised as humans. Like, Yeah, I think there's lots of us like me who are like parallel life that we're also something else in the well, intergalactic and that, like, I'm here as a human, not disguised per se, well, but I am disguised. There, okay. There's a difference, and I'm. I'll get into more about what I think. Of, I'll, I'll get into more about what I know about what you're talking about. But what he, what Dave was talking about is, you know, how they say reptilians can uh, wear human skin, basically, and look oh, yeah. like us. That's what he means. Is like they basically are wearing human skin suits and that they look like humans and no one would know their physical extraterrestrials on this planet unless they chose to show themselves. I mean, that sounds very possible. I think that you, when you get that feeling around someone that you're like, something is really off, I think that could be definitely possible. I mean, I've always believed that if there are reptilians and they, if they have had underground secret cities since the beginning of our time, I mean, because from what I've heard from people who believe in Atlantis and have written books about it, I mean, and why I believe in Atlantis, I shouldn't say people who believe in Atlantis, but the people who have discovered truths about Atlantis is that at the time of, that when Atlantis was a city state, there was reptilians and Palladians and other species on Earth that were sure. basically fighting over Earth. Mm -hmm. And then I think eventually, well, What's commonly believed is that eventually they just decide, let the species grow and see what they do, mm. and then and then we'll go, we'll deal with it in the future at some point. That and, sounds like reasonable. Yeah, which I mean it makes sense because, and that also will explain the supposed underground city in L.A. that reptilians have because they, if they were around since the beginning of time, they had plenty of time to build it. So, but 
what you were talking about, and I was actually going to bring this up eventually anyway, but I'm glad we got to it this way. You are, I, I, well, let me ask you this. Have you heard the term starseed or indigo children? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the term I would put, I would put, like, kind of put you under if you believe that, in, like, a pet and that you wore, that you are extraterrestrial in spirit or that you wore to past life. Like, that's, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's why I've always been told starseeds are, and that's how they feel is that they don't belong on earth, that they belong elsewhere. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm definitely like, I used to even ask my parents, like, are you sure I was not adopted? Cause I was really convinced. Um, and I have definitely, I'm one of those people who have always said, like, I do not feel like <laughs> this is like where I'm actually from or that I fit in or that whatever. But <clears throat> I thought it was interesting when I asked, like, why did I come here? Or, like, how did I come here? They were very clear that, like, I went to the council and they offered me this opportunity. And I didn't, like, 100% want to go, but I made the decision. So that feels like, you know, it was it was ultimately, like, my decision and I wasn't forced, which I... I think feels right. Like I, I have always felt like, you know, this isn't quite where I belong, but at the same time, I don't feel like I resent being here. There was a point when I had an NDE and I came back um, where I was very resentful and I was really upset about being back here, but eventually it came around to me feeling like, okay, I'm glad I've got mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Massachusetts, of course, of course. Yes. They are. They're extraterrestrials. <laughs> Sucking the life from I would I wouldn't I wouldn't freaking Roaches and mosquitoes, bit. right? Wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I swear to God. But okay, but I need to go back to something you just said that I need to touch on. Yeah. NDE. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did not okay, did not know that part. And I've I've had a few NDE experiences on here and if you don't mind, mm-hmm. what did you what did you see when you mm. went to the other side? Because that's just the thing it is. Like that's always the interesting part. Because everybody I've ever talked to that experienced one has different experiences. It's yeah. never the same. Yeah, yeah. I um, have you read the book by? Um, I should keep a list of all these references because I always forget them. Um, preaching, uh, you're, preaching to the, you're preaching to the choir here. But yes. Yeah, he was. Um, He was a neurosurgeon, uh, yeah, Dr. Eben Alexander, and he wrote the book Proof of Heaven. So I had an NDE where I did not have like the white light or like people greeting me and I didn't have like a a, like review, life review, which those are very common NDE experiences. But my NDE experience was like extremely similar to Dr. Eben Alexander's Um, and when I read that book I was like thank you finally someone else had like one like me Um, so mine was uh, like it felt like I was in what was reality like versus like going to the other side it felt like I just was in what was the actual truth and that going back to earth was like going into a virtual reality video game that I was like so clear was not the actual uh real thing um so it was very like um black like blackness but not in a scary or uncomfortable way it was more like womb like I would describe it like um total blackness but I felt like very held and very like nourished and very like uh um like all those words that they use for God like omniscient omnipotent like all powerful all knowing like I felt like I wouldn't have even been able to say that I was interconnected because I just knew that I was everything um And it was like so vast, but at the same time, like very close. And um, it was just like, 
I don't know how like the most there if someone had said like are there any problems here I would have been like what is a problem like it wouldn't have computed like it was so without pain um and it was just huge and I was there was like no I or there was no identity there was no like differentiation between anything it was just everything all at once and it was so beautiful and I can still really feel it and I was really lucky because when I had my kid when I was in labor uh like 20 years later I had a very similar experience um and I think it was like him exposing me to where he was coming from like in that moment of him like transitioning from that world or that reality into our world and it was just that was just like amazing because I never thought I would get to go back there like while I was still alive so I can very easily like feel it think about it see it I feel really lucky I mean I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess you could say it's lucky, but I was, I'm like, hey, you feel lucky almost dying? I <laughs> like, do, because now I'm not afraid of dying and I'm not afraid of anything in the same way that I used to be. Like I used to think like I had, like it mattered a lot what happens here. And now I can like release from most things because I really know like for sure I know more that that is for sure than anything I ever do here ah all right so I mean I guess yeah that makes sense that makes sense that that I mean if you get a certain comfort out of it then I can definitely see that and I could understand why you it would it would be a lucky thing I mean see I I am an experiencer of like basically nothing. So it's so hard for me to compare anything to my own personal experiences. Cause just like mm-hmm. over here living this boring freaking life and nothing happens to me, you know, but um, it's just, it is what it is. I, this is my purpose here. That's, that's why I've been told. And that's why I believe, but. Have you so, ever had like a really good nap where you wake up and you're like, that was delicious. Have you ever had like, just like a delicious nap? Yeah, I not often, not in a long time, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know that you know. is like a little sneak peek because I'm. I feel like we go there when we sleep. Like I mean, a little it's, poss- it's been hypothesized that I mean, actually, the guest I just had on earlier today, he's a he is a I forget what he would call me, but he he studies consciousness. And oh, cool. he believes that where the oh oh yeah, and he's he, one of his beliefs is that dreams are just another dimension that we go to, and that they kind of yeah. that when you're in the dream dimension, you can cross over to these other dimensions that yeah. extraterrestrials come from that we mm-hmm. or at least that or where they where they are. And I mean, yeah. his whole thing was that we that basically it's all radio frequencies like overlapping, yeah. and that's why yeah. we see UFOs and other things like that so yeah totally it's like little um blips like or like glitches yeah I 100% agree and this thing that I experienced in my NDE I would say uh, the best word that we have for that would be consciousness (coughs) in interesting I I would uh, see you know when you want to have a near-death experience but you don't want to have a near-death experience it's like uh, (laughs) it's it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma. But, it is a dilemma. But, you know, I really think, Jeremy, like, you could ask for these experiences. Have you? Mm, see, I am, I, like you, was brought Christian, and I became an atheist and then agnostic eventually. So <clears throat> I don't have a habit of asking for anything from anybody because I just yeah. don't believe it's ever going to, I don't believe think, if I ask something, it's ever going to come true. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's just my... Yeah. I mean, that's that's the underlying mindset in my head, basically. Yeah. But I, I, so I don't really. I mean, I don't know. I just, 
I don't, I don't go around. Like I'll say, I'll, I mean, that's not true. I'll some, sometimes I'll sit there and like in bed before I go to sleep and I'll be like, I want this to happen. Like I'll, yeah. I'll try, I'll try the whole manifestation route and see what happens. And just very rarely happens. So I'm just yeah. like, eh. have you ever had synchronicities? Oh God. Yes. I am a huge believer in synchronicities. I've, well, there you I've, go. but they never, I mean, they never mean they're never anything important. They're just little synchronicities right. here and there that don't really mean anything. Like what? What's one that you can think of? Uh, at this point in time, um, <laughs> well, actually, I guess one of the biggest ones is a lot of people. I've had a lot of people I interviewed on this show that either are where either live where I near where I live now or did at one point, or they live where I grew up, like. They either live near where I grew up or they used to, or they grew up where I grew up, like kind of thing. Yeah. And like, it's just like small world connections, like, you know, like six, yeah, si- like the six degrees separation type thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Like that happened today with us. Well, yeah. Basically, basically, it's that type of thing. But like, I don't put much thought behind it because it's just like, okay, well, I mean, it's a big world. I didn't meet everybody in it. So I'm going to meet people that, I never, that live near me. Yeah. But what if that's the universe trying to be like, Jeremy, we're here and we love you. And we want to like give you a little pat on the back. Oh, trust me. I mean, everything I'm doing, I believe I'm doing because I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I don't know for who or for what or for how, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I believe that. And like, that's how I live my life is making those decisions based on that. But it's just like, I don't know. Is it too much to ask for a fucking sign? Just saying. Is it too much to ask? <laughs> well, it's not too much, but you do have to ask. Oh, I've asked for a sign from uh, the big uh, goddamn smoker, but I've asked for a sign from the big G a lot of times, and especially when I was younger, and it just never got shown. Never. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> that was the you know maybe that there's no big G, but. You could ask for like something simple, you know, if you, have you ever um, listened to Suzanne Giesman? Can't ever heard the name. She's awesome. She's um, like a a medium and she specializes in uh, talking to people who's, um, you know, someone in their family has passed and they want to contact them, but she teaches people how to like use mediumship in their daily life just for their own personal benefit, not like as a job. Um, and she has some really beautiful meditations that you might like. That's just a, about like, you just wait and you just ask your, uh, I'll tell you an example of how it works. It's so cool, but you just wait and you just ask like, guides what are you going to use to show me and then whatever pops into your mind you keep <clears throat> you keep track of that and wait for it to show up and like the first time I did this with my kid who is only 11 he said I see like a bow and arrow and I was like oh god we're never going to come across a bow and arrow right and I was like I don't want him to be disappointed or think it didn't work and then the next day he was doing his homework And he was like, I can't figure out this one. No, it wasn't a bow and arrow. It was a teepee. It was a teepee. I knew it was like Native American uh, imagery. Okay, it was a teepee. So I was like, you're super never going to see a picture of a teepee anywhere or see an actual teepee, right? Next night, he's doing his homework. He's stumped on a problem. I come over to be like, okay, you need to do this next problem. What is on the page? A teepee. The math problem was about the dimensions of a teepee. So synchronicity, synchronicity. they are just so they're just dying to tell you. And, you know, when I the I at one point I asked for all the spirits and angels to not be visible because I was in a relationship of stressing out my ex and she was really freaked out by it. So I eventually asked them to stop and they haven't come back. But during that time, when I saw them, each every person, each and every person had like at least a hundred spirits and angels around them. So you definitely have like a whole right outside where you are. They're all just sitting around you waiting to help you. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's probably one of those freaking scenes where they're all sitting there looking at their watches. Like wake up. <laughs> they're like, he has a whole fucking podcast about this and he won't even ask us. 
Uh, I, I, maybe I need to start putting more effort into the asking, actually. Yeah, just, try instead, it. Instead of just cursing every freaking day because my dog's waking up early and I don't have anything. But <laughs> You know what you could ask for? You could ask that your dog doesn't wake you up barking, that you wake up before your dog barks. See what happens. Say, will you wake me up before my dog barks? Yeah, but then if I get woken up at four o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna be like, "Why am I awake?" And then, I, and then five minutes later, the dogs are wake me up again, and I go back to sleep. I'm be like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> but you might also know that somebody's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to give it a try. I will. But well, I wanted to give you, I wanted to give a little time for you to talk about your book. Oh yeah. And, and I, I believe you have, you have a podcast as well. I believe if I. I actually have, um, I don't have a podcast, but I have a YouTube channel and it's actually about sewing. (laughs) So I am like definitely a jack of all trades. I have a lot of different interests, but the thread that like ties them all together is that I really care about people like feeling better about being on this planet because I I know it can be really hard. And my NDE was from a suicide attempt. So I really care (coughs) about people having like resources and practices to make life feel better, even when the world around you is really out of control, because, you know, that effort to control the world, it just never works and it will drive you crazy. And I have really found, yeah, a lot of resources and tools and strategies and skills that help me feel pretty sane most days and that's what the book's about and that's what my sewing um youtube channel is about it's just about like using sewing to support yourself with mental health and the book is all about understanding like compassion and boundaries um and that's what my like professional work is about i train people in this Um, nervous system regulating listening program and then use this other tool called the work um, that's by Byron Katie that's about like just questioning your thoughts and um, realizing that a lot of our suffering has to do with our thinking and not with like the actual reality that makes sense I mean it it does because I find myself all the time having to tell myself like think about this another way, think about it in a bigger, a bigger view. And then it's, just, mm-hmm. okay, it's not that big a deal. It ain't that big a deal. Just yeah. go on. Yeah. But, all right. Well, let me, well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Bigfoot and all the land cryptids? Do you think they're related oh. to extraterrestrials? Yeah. I think they're, um, they're very wise and, uh, have, uh, like they're really interested at the same time in keeping to themselves. So I think that they're like an interesting overlap of like, they're here with a lot of technology and wisdom, but they're not really here to like interact with us. I don't know if maybe they got like left here on accident or don't know how to get home or something like that. But um, I definitely believe in them. And I have a friend who has one that like, lives in the forest behind her house and she like regularly has interaction with them really interesting Mm -hmm. they like they like snickers (laughs) she leaves snickers candy bars for them (laughs) see part of my theory part of my overall grand theory of the world Mm -hmm. is that bigfoot are alien prisoners on earth that they were oh. they were they were kicked out by the Intergalactic Council of their planet, oh. and they were forced to live on Earth as a punishment. That kind of makes sense with what I was saying. Yeah. Or just, or the other possibility in that theory is also that they are put here to kind of be wardens of human beings. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My impression is they don't really want to be involved with us, but it sounds like you're very connected to them and there are a lot in Massachusetts. So have you ever invited one to make contact with you? Can't ever invited one. I've, I've wished and wished and wished and wished to see one from a distance. Cause I don't want to get, I don't want to get a close. I don't want to get a close of one. Uh-huh. And the, and the July 4th celebration starts. But oh, it's I, early. Yeah. 
Have you I ever put out like an offering? No, because I've yet to see any proof of any around my house. I don't think mm. the woods around I don't think the woods around my house are deep enough. Maybe not. But I don't I don't know. I mean they've been I live, as you know, close to Lemister State Forest. So they have there been sighted there a lot. I, I know, yeah. There's a lot in mass. I think it's a pretty big population here. And they've been it, sighted since, um, like, indigenous folks sighted them here. Oh, God. Oh, God, God. The Bridgewater Triangle is full of them, supposedly. <clears throat> yeah. But, but I, I think they really appreciate, like, a gesture. I mean, my kids leave food out all the time. So come get it, Squatches. But it's better, than, <laughs> it, it's better than getting thrown out. Just don't freak my dogs out and have them wake me up, please. That's all I ask. <laughs> but... Which I'm not surprised I'm not barking at the fireworks right now, but um, yeah. I don't know. I just feel I don't know. I mean, I believe they exist 100. I would love, I would love to see one. I would really love to be able to communicate with one, but I don't yeah. know if that will ever happen or not. I mean, or how oh, I would yeah. communicate. You, but you could telepathically communicate with uh, them for sure. I telepathically mm -hmm. communicate with the ET. I think that's the universal language. It is. I don't think we all have it unlocked and the ability to do it yet. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, as Dave said a little while ago, and I'm sorry, Dave, it took me 12 minutes to do this, but um, we oh, only use 10% yeah. of our brain, and that's very true. We only use 10 to maybe 20% of our brain, if that. And as I was just saying in my last show, I did say, what, that's what the other 80% probably holds, all these abilities yeah. that we Either either some either somebody locked them away in our brain so we can't use them, or or we lock them away ourselves. It's just the way yeah. it is. Ooh. And also, like with everything I've learned about the nervous system, the nervous system actually like the the communication pathway between. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so the like communication highway between the nervous system and the brain is actually only 20% brain to nervous system and 80% like nervous system to brain. So we actually have a lot more technology in our bodies and in our gut and like our digestive system <clears throat> than we are taking advantage of. And like, especially in a lot of uh, ancient Eastern traditions, um, the um the digestive system was considered like the brain and when they have that you know saying like oh trust your gut or your gut instincts or like uh go with your gut all of that is reflecting that like actually we have so much more information that we have left subconscious and all you have to do is like pay attention to it and learn about it and then you get to access that information Good timing. I think they finally, I think they finally killed most of them. I think, but gee, how much money do you guys spend? My God! But it's funny that they're doing it today, right? Isn't it tomorrow? Oh, they they do it all summer here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I used to too, so I can't complain. But all right, well, where can people find your book? Where can they find your YouTube series? Just basically promote yourself to the fullest. Okay, so my website is called anexperiencer.com. So anexperiencer.com and everything's there. And I would love to connect with other people. It makes me so sad when people like think they're the only one. That's why I love that you are doing this podcast. Like I think everyone really needs to connect so people feel less crazy and less alone. Uh, like it's, there's some really wonderful people out there who have had all these experiences and I think it's really good to connect so there's like a form you can fill out on there to reach out to me and I would love to connect with anyone well there you go folks if you feel like if you feel like they can help you in any way then please reach out and that'd be amazing and I'm sure because he would love it and it would make their day so I am gonna wrap this up and I am <laughs> so because I don't think these fireworks are gonna stop anytime soon yeah I am very, and my dogs are now barking at them. So I am very happy to have Gazid on tonight. It's been an amazing show. And 
thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And yeah, we thank you for having me. Any extraterrestrial experiencers welcome on this show by any means. I don't get enough of those. As soon as I saw you, as soon as I saw your message, I was like, y- y- yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, please do come on. But well, I can't on. wait until you have your first experience and you share about it because I really believe that for you. Well, um, yeah. well, anybody listens to my show will hear about it if it happens. I'm sure of that, but yeah. that would be a that'd be my first solo episode, probably. Damn, but <laughs> all my listeners, you know where you can find me. Anywhere you're listening or watching this, please like and subscribe. Help help my community grow so I can help promote more people, like Gazi, for instance, and for instance, and more. I mean, hell, I've interviewed 160 something people at this point, so get get their word out there. Get their word out there, people. But I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for watching. And I will be back, I want to say Thursday with another interview, but we'll see. And have a good night. You can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant, or you can find me as Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed UQ Podcast Collective Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the Instagram as at JuggaloBastard, or should I say X now? And you can find me on TikTok as at Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal. And you can also find me streaming on YouTube as Blind Knowledge Network, because all knowledge is blind until they admit Bigfoot exists.